Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. First of all, just to, um, just to give people a bit of an idea of, I suppose, kind of who you are, Could you, would, would you mind introducing yourself and just give us a, a little snapshot of Luke? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I have close to 10 years recruitment experience now, predominantly in, in the technology space, in particular across software development. Um, about three years in the UK and close to seven now in Singapore. I've been with Eames as a associate director of the, one of our technology divisions now for close to two. Um, prior to that, I was with another recruitment firm for about seven and a half years, uh, where I started as a, a trainee fresh based at a university and uh, moved to manage one of the technology teams out here in, in Singapore. You know what, I'm going to avoid the normal question, I think, of uh, yeah. how did you get into recruitment? I suppose I'm going to ask you instead, what brought you um, uh, so What brought you from the UK over to Asia? Um, I'm half Filipino, half British. Um, my family were living across um, Asia, China, Philippines, um, a few more places. So um, I grew up in Asia as well. I had a great time in the UK, um, enjoyed working there, enjoyed living there. But... Um, Asia was always calling. Um, where in particular, I, I didn't. I didn't really have a preference. Could have been Singapore, Hong Kong, Tokyo, even back in the Philippines. But the once the opportunity came with my previous firm to move to uh, Singapore, I'd never been to Singapore before. I just thought, you know, if it's going to happen, it might as well happen now. Um, so no, like, oh, this is my vision board. This is what I'm going to do in six months or a year it just happened and uh when it happened i made sure i i made sure it happened how do you find well there may not be any differences but in your opinion how what are the kind of similarities what are the differences between between those two regions you've worked in that's a that's a that's a, that's a tough question when i first moved over here i thought i'd be, I'd be just doing the same job get to know um you know the, the specific people in the markets and i thought you know the the actual job would be the same. It would just be about getting familiar, familiarized with the people and the companies out here. But that was completely not the case. Uh, the ways of working um, culturally are, are very different. Um, even, even whilst I was doing technology at, at the same time, I was doing a very contract heavy market in, in the UK. So turnaround time was could happen overnight, whereas here it was a little bit more, and I was working predominantly on permanent stuff as well. It was definitely a lot more um, thorough, um, a little bit slower, well, a lot slower on, on the processes. Um, but look, ultimately you're dealing with, with people, right? So that part, the way you approach that, the way you worked around that, 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 that didn't change. Um, it's just how you manage the, uh, the cultural differences in terms of in terms of the way you worked um that was probably the biggest the biggest difference for for me as well uh, you mentioned a fair bit the differences between between cultures how do you find 
that difference in culture affects your approach to work? And, and maybe almost you could phrase this on what advice would you perhaps give to someone else that is, even if they were, say, going the other way and going from Asia to the UK, what advice would you give for somebody that is um, that, that, that is going to have to work in different cultures to the one that maybe necessarily they're used to working in? Uh, the ability to adapt is, is the most important thing, right? So I, I think for me in particular, what really helped was um, I was very fortunate uh, in the way I grew up living in different places, going to um, a few different schools at, in a few different locations, uh, different nationalities, different religions, different types of people. Um, me growing up in a mixed household as well, being half English, half Filipino. A lot of my friends were of different nationalities, different races. So the way in which I, I, I speak to people, the way in which I approach the way they like to work, that they like to engage. That that certainly helped me when I uh, um, when I work when I've moved to Singapore. Sorry, um, you know, because you've got obviously you've got a huge Asian community broken that broken down into different nationalities, which all have their different ways of working. You've got a very Western, um, quite a large Western population here, so. Some some people in my team say my voice changes when I speak to different people, which 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 I know I can speak a few languages as well. So when I'm speaking to people, I can obviously speak in in a language if if they speak it. So that that sort of cultural background and cultural awareness definitely helps, um, and the ability the that ability that I've gained throughout the years to adapt to the way people people work and talk and like to engage um, has certainly um, has certainly helped me as well. Could you tell us a bit about, I suppose, just your opinion of working in particular with the tech industry in, in regards to recruitment and your kind of experience of that and maybe what your advice would be to someone looking getting into that industry? Like I said, close to 10 years doing it now, the way you've seen, the way I've seen technology uh, evolve in terms of different programming languages, there's always something new, you know, so um, that, that, and when I speak to a lot of like engineers and people in, in industry, one of the things that comes up across that comes up again and again and again is continuous learning, right? And I know there's in every industry you could say that there is that there is that opportunity to, to do that. But with, with tech it's 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 really quite quite amazing to see how tech has evolved, even from a, from from where I'm sitting from a recruitment standpoint. I'm not an engineer. I don't have an engineering background. I don't have a computer computer science background at all. But I like to think I'm I'm fairly well versed about you know what's uh, upcoming trends, what what technologies are hot or not. Um, so I mean, I always say to to people who ask me who, who I'm in conversation with, you know, if if I had a choice to go back to university and study some, something else, I probably would have picked you know, computer science or, or engineering, just because it just seems, you know, really interesting. And in Singapore in particular, I, I say to, might, it might raise a few eyebrows, but I say to, um, to contacts, especially that I'm catching up with who are based in the UK, that the technology scene in Singapore, south of the equator is, is, is the best, just because you've got, uh, a number of, of startups in different verticals trying to do some really amazing things. You've got a lot of the big tech companies all setting up shop here. Shop here. A lot of the big MNCs um, all have large engineering centers um, and tech hubs out here. So the opportunity um, for anyone in tech, in particular, 
um, you know, software engineering, software development, design, and, and, and data is just um, just second to none. So it, it, it's interesting that you were saying about you not having a background in in tech because you've been very successful not just billing yourself but actually managing 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 a team um, in tech and it's it I think it's quite clear that it's something you're very passionate about. Do you feel that not having that tech background has held you back in any way? I know in particular that you've you've actually got someone someone new on your team, but is able to code themselves. Do you feel that that gives them an advantage? That person on my team, does it give her an advantage? One million percent. You know, when she's speaking to candidates, when she's speaking to clients, the fact that she's able to, even off, even in, at a surface layer, talk about the technicalities of different technologies, it, it will definitely help her gain some credibility, right? So yeah, it does help, right? The second part of that question, as someone who hasn't had any tech background, I, I did a economics degree and worked in, in banking before I started doing tech recruitment. I mean, no, not really as well. I mean, as long as you're willing to to, to learn, put in a put in a shift, and really try and understand the nuances and intricacies of your of your market, um, then no, it, it, it didn't hold me back, you know, it didn't, it wouldn't. And I know people who, who, who've done very successful in tech recruitment who don't, who don't have any tech background, who've done extremely well as well, because they were very interested in the fields that they were recruiting on. And whether that means Google searching a particular technology or, or I've been on meetings as well, where I've just met with engineers and I've asked them to explain the different frameworks of a different language, for example, you know, just so not, not, not only because it'll give me more credibility, but purely out of interest as well. Uh, in in a nutshell, if it if it adds, if it gives her an if it gives you an advantage if you have that background, yes, it does. Will it hold you back if you don't have that background? No, it won't. Sure, that's good for anybody thinking about uh, thinking about going into tech recruitment to to hear. Now, being being I say probably one of the better known industries and. I suppose arguably one of the more fashionable industries to get into it, it does undoubtedly have um, a fair amount of competition and there are quite a few different agencies that work in various different parts of the of the tech sector so wh what advice or i suppose just really your opinion would you give on what would you need to do to to kind of stand out what, what would someone need to do in in your market do you think to really make themselves stand out and be respected by by the professionals in your in your market it's a really good question i think don't try don't try um don't try to do too much and what i mean by that is if you're going to do if you're going to do tech recruitment try focus on on one one specific area within tech even if you look at i mean within our within our tech team at eames we cover nine different verticals in tech and even within those verticals you can specialize even further i mean mine in particular like i said is around software development right and even within software development you could break it down by, by languages if you wanted to right so i guess the first thing is don't try to do too much um focus on on one area which you feel is probably first of all that there's a market there and one area that probably interests you the most and um, really just, you know, when, when you're and try really to understand the way that market works, the way that market moves, which, which, you know, which companies using which technology and really try understand, map out um, and 
and speak to basically everyone you can in that space and learn as much as you can, because that will put you in good stead for, for doing well uh, in your vertical from a recruitment perspective. So it, I, I guess the simple answer is don't try too hard. Um, but when I say don't try too hard, don't try to do too much, you know, but within that vertical, speak to everyone and anyone that you can in your space, understand as much as you can and um, take it from there. So I'm, I'm guessing, guessing from that answer, well, well, not guessing, you made it very clear, but going too broad is one of the, is one of the kind of, it sounds like one of the most obvious pitfalls, but what, what else would you say are some of the, are some of the areas that people should watch out for? What, what are some of the potential pitfalls you would say you can, uh, you, you can, I suppose you could easily find yourself in? Um, Good question, right? Well, if, if I look at it personally, right, um, right now in, in, in the Singapore market across the areas that we recruit for, it, it is very candidate. It is very candidate driven. You know, everyone's trying to hire the best talent. There's so much competition available for the best talent. Um, I guess an approach I, I use is, you know, treating candidates like they're kings, um, you know, making sure that um, you really understand figure out what they're looking for because right now a good engineer has multiple options in the market anyone in, in, in anyone in their specific respective tech vertical sorry will have a good amount of options in terms of what they're looking for in uh, in, in, in their next role right so really take the time out to um to, to listen to your candidates understand what they're looking for and really just get them forward for the roles that 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 make sense not purely because um, it's paying the most. But, um, I could talk to you about that for a lot longer. However, I, I do think something else that would be useful for us to talk about is um, you're not just someone that builds, you also manage a team as well. And I know from our discussions before, something that's very important to you is, is building that good team and building that good team culture. Could you Could you explain to us a bit about um, I suppose what is important to you in terms of uh, in terms of having a good team culture? It's everything, right? I mean, it, it means everything. The dynamic, um, the way in which we communicate, the way in which we share information, it's, it's imperative. I mean, I, I was just going through this morning uh, with one of the ladies on my team during her one-to-one, -one, right? We were talking about her individual smart goals. Um, and she asked me, actually, like, it's, it's good to know that. Um, but what's equally important is that we know exactly what our team goals are. It's important that we know what target we have as a team, as well as knowing what each other's individual uh, individual goals are. Because if we all have something we work work towards together, it just gives us more of an umph and a more a bit more of an impetus to work harder uh, for for each other. I think with the team as well, um, one thing that took me honestly a, a while to sort of realize is that you know everyone is different. The way in which we we help them grow and train is going to be very different from one person to the other. So, whilst you want to foster a good dynamic, you really have to um, create an approach that is suitable uh, and applicable to everyone within the team individually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, culture is key. Culture is paramount um, for. Um, in in order to have a successful team. I've got one more one more question for you. Uh, so what are your top recruitment tips? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, first I would say is specialize. You know, find a vertical, learn as much about it as you can. 
that'll help you gain credibility, help you gain understanding, um, and just it'll it'll give you the right foundation to do as uh, to do as well as you can. Um, the next thing is, and I think this was something you know we learned especially a lot last year because uh, the whole COVID thing is just. just no matter how much experience you have, just for, always remember to do the basics of the job well, um, and and don't don't try to take, don't try to cut corners or don't try to um, don't try to overcomplicate the job. Recruitment isn't rocket science. It is it is really straightforward as long as you as long as you you know you have your processes and you follow them. Um, and you know you talk about. I guess my last thing is just try and enjoy the job as much as you can. But there are parts of the job that, well, maybe not everyone, but me. I mean, I, I didn't grow up thinking about wanting to, to do recruitment. Didn't even know it was an industry, right? No, I, um, I think that's a fair assumption to make. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, right? And I think you know, focus on this. Focus on the parts of the job you enjoy doing. Um, you might not impart. You you might not enjoy all of it, but there are there. I'm sure there are certain aspects, like most jobs, for for most people that. That they'll enjoy that they'll enjoy doing more, right? I mean, for me in particular, it's like, you know, doing the business development, speaking to speaking to clients, and really understanding their pain points, right? So, um, focus on the focus on the stuff you enjoy doing, and the rest will follow. Brilliant, Luke. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Personally, really appreciate it. Think uh, there's some very helpful answers uh, answers to those uh, questions there. So, yeah, thank you very much. Have a have a good afternoon. See you shortly. Really enjoy that. Cheers, man.